Soul Metro, episode 55, and the Red Bulls once again lose. They lose in New England, 1-0, and a lot of other weird stuff have been going on during the week. Thierry Henry rumors that eventually got shot down. Kaku, his suspension finally coming out. And the Red Bulls are technically the worst team in the league right now. Um, before we get into into uh, the Revolution game, I guess we could just talk about this Kaku suspension. Of course, I'm with Chris and Greg. Uh, how do you guys feel about it? It's, it's not that bad. But he's going to miss about like a month. In total. You got luck. Well, what is it? Only two games? Two or? games, yeah. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, I mean, I think the SKC fans would have wanted him guillotined. But um, I don't know. That's I think fair to say. I think this isn't that bad. If they would have said three games, I would have understood. But two's fair. They would have said even like five games. Yeah. Yeah, no, they want him out of the country, man. <laughs> Bro, I have crazy. I have people in my mentions like telling me like, "Yo, think clearly. Like, what's wrong with you?" Or like, he showed somebody just, like added me and said that he showed intent to like harm people. Like, nah, he does that every game. He like literally just kicks the ball, and he just missed. So it just so happened to hit him in the face. To be honest, but they dragged it where they said like. The report came out where like the guy had successful eye no surgery and like all this stuff so yeah hey man like i hope he gets his money though like i hope he gets money like that was so stupid by kaku and like honestly if i if i got hit in the face by a ball i'm suing mm-hmm. I, <laughs> that was the funniest mm-hmm. <laughs> I got student loans to pay, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's it's really not that bad. And he said, I apologize again for my actions and accept this suspension from MLS. I will do my best to learn from this and become a better person and player. For now, I will continue to work hard in training and do what I can do to make sure my teammates are prepared for these matches. I think the biggest talking point is where people are saying like his value is going down like with the whole summer move (laughs) yeah so now like people are saying like teams aren't going to want him as much because of this whole thing they question his all that stuff and ultimately it hurts us also but it kind of hurts his career more than it hurts us to be honest yeah he's been he's been pretty bad and I know Dennis Hamlet's kind of like, shit, I probably should have just got rid of this guy while I could. Because, yeah, you make a good point. Like, maybe maybe his value doesn't really ever get back over that, what was it, $10 million? I don't think it does. Yeah, I don't. Who knows? I mean, I'm just being pessimistic in the moment, but it's, it's possible. Um, and then we'll just talk about Thierry Henry right now, and Greg will get your opinion uh, Red Bull shot that down. Dennis Hamlet coming out and officially saying that those are false rumors being spread around by Sky Sports and even ESPN. I think you would have liked him to be the coach, though. I mean, I obviously wouldn't have been against it, but I just think it would have been kind of like a weird, just a weird timing, I think. I think it's a little early. Yeah, that that was the biggest thing too. I almost felt like it was almost disrespectful 
to Chris Armis because, you know. Yeah, and they had Chris Armis even answering questions about it and just, like, kind of made it awkward. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not really the best um, question to ask, uh, you know, especially after a loss or, you know, um, when did those, when did that come out? When did, uh, when was that question asked? Um, I think it was today in training or yesterday. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, now that they're shot down, it's, uh, it's different. I, when those rumors came out, I thought, oh, I mean, I guess Jesse told Chris like, Hey, I want you in Salzburg. And he, he said, yeah. And, and they were doing what they could to prepare for his exit. But, um, I guess that's not the case. Uh, also, I guess we'll just touch on that. Like, that's pretty huge that Jesse Marsh is going to be the coach of Salisbury. They're going to be in the Champions League next year. They could. Yeah. I mean... Because they, they, they might have to go through qualifying depending on who wins the Champions League. Mm. Well, if they, yeah, they'll get Man United. Man United finish in six, and then they'll beat Man United and get in. That'd be something. United's probably not even going to get Champions League at this rate. No, six six is Europa League. Yeah, six Europa League. Fifth is Champions League qualifying. Yeah. No, fifth is Europa League no, too. Fifth is Europa. Oh. Sixth is qualifying. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I'm pretty sure Salzburg is in. Has the the chance to make it into Champions League. Yeah, I think they automatically qualify unless Ajax win or if, like, Tottenham win it and then don't finish fourth or something like that. I don't know what it was, but it was something like that. Cool. That's crazy, though. Jesse Marsh, like, away at, like, Barcelona or something. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's mad funny, actually. Um, And I guess that's why, I mean... People thought it was a, a downgrade, but I think if you thought that, you probably have a low soccer IQ. But look at them now; um, it's pretty big. I'm, um, you know, it's it's cool. It's cool to know that. All right, let's get into the Revolution game. Let's get into the slog of a match that Chris, you, I don't know what you were thinking on a rainy day like that to go up to Foxborough, but I salute you for it. Um, Red Bulls just look like total trash. Um, I mean, Chris, I'll let you get out your thoughts first. You were there. Yeah, you described it perfectly. It was trash. It was, the attendance was god awful. I mean, we shouldn't talk about attendance either, but Gillette is just, nobody even goes to, to those games anymore, to be honest. I mean, the field was just sluggish it's the worst in mls yeah it was yeah probably the worst field in mls besides nyc but yeah yeah, the game was just trash i mean the rain it was raining the whole game so i mean defensively we looked you know the same kind of yet to keep a shutout and (laughs) i know i watched the the match day video or whatever it was and you know Aaron Long and Tim Parker were upset, you know. They're like, it's a joke, you know. We're supposed to be one of the best defenses in the league, and we still have yet to keep a clean sheet. Uh, the goal, I was on the other side, but Robles, it looks like he got – I didn't even see the highlights. It looks like he got beat near post. Aaron Long was chasing, I believe it was Pinilla, or he mm-hmm. twisted and turned him. I'm not sure, but I got to see the replay, but 
I thought Robles could have done better on that from my angle. But other than that, the fans were happy when Fer- Omir Fernandez came on. He was a bright spot, I guess you could say. It. This is Jerry. This- Sorry. But yeah. no. other than that, really, Ivan, 10 minutes he was on, he was at least doing something. He had a shot to hit side netting that looked promising, but the whole team was just not up for the. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't yeah, even know where to was start. Like uninspired, really. for sure. Yeah, I don't even really know where to start. I just, I mean, first of all, the Red Bulls were just playing such like I think you said it, Greg. This looks like Stoke at times. It, it's really painful to watch, and and the there's the build up is awful. They they can't really transition. And, and then it just turns into, like, Route 1 football, and it's just really bad to watch. And, and I felt like Bradley Wright Phillips was getting knocked around. I just felt like he was just on the floor half the time. Um, I don't know. And I feel it was, like, I think Brad had one chance where, like, he was kind of dancing in the box with the ball around defenders, and then he let the shot off. Like, it was a bullet shot and just got blocked. But... He just looks slow, and and I don't want to use the excuse for, like, we never win in Foxborough, all that. Like, the Revs are, like, like they were probably predicted to be the worst team in the league this year. Like, you know, they're just a bad team, and we just continue to lose. Yeah, I mean, given, given it is a kind of hard place to play, it almost is a home field. It, it is an advantage for them having such a shit feel to play on and have teams come to every week when they're used to far better standard i don't know let's get into a lineup i mean christian caceres gets a start i mean i thought he was okay <laughs> uh nothing jumping off the map vincent bezicourt played and i at times i didn't know where he was i forgot he was even out on the field and then shotkovsky playing at that i guess right wing position if, if you want to call it that um, uh, he had a good chance towards the end of the first half. That was probably the best chance of the game. Um, I, I don't know what you guys are thinking, but I mean, what, what was some of the reasons like tactically why this game just didn't work for the Red Bulls? Well, it certainly doesn't help when you have like four central, uh, players playing. So obviously Caceres, Davis, and then Bezikor and Shekovsky. So just already not much wing play to begin with. So um, we, we love to go down the wings and cross yet. Couldn't really do much of that, obviously, with the lack of wingers. I believe Royer was the other winger too, right? Yeah, and that gives you no with yeah, either. So, exactly. So even less, you're just, you're pretty much going to be playing within the middle of the pitch, which is relatively easy to stop. Yeah. And it, it's becoming very, very predictable. Um, there's no imagination. It, again, it doesn't help that Kamar Lawrence is still out. Connor Lade doesn't give you the opportunity to get some width down the side or an attacking option. Um, yeah, but even then, it's like yeah. Kamar Lawrence shouldn't be like someone that we're saying, oh, we need him to create chances. I know. I know. Um, but then again, that is kind of 
the Red Bull style, in a sense. No, no, no. Kamar Lawrence wasn't creating the most no, chances no, on the but team Mario, But Mario certainly creates a lot of chances. And honestly, Mario hasn't been good this year either. And I I was listening to Extra Time Radio, and they brought up a good, good point, um, or a good, um, I guess, narrative or thought that, you know... Aaron Longton Parker just got paid heavily. So if you think about that, how does that kind of like play in the locker room? They they have very um, good deals now. Michael Murillo doesn't want to be with the Red Bulls. He has interest from overseas. He almost went in the summer. Um, and Kaku, this whole Kaku thing. I, I don't know. Bradley Wright Phillips isn't really performing. I do you guys sense that there could be something going on internally? I mean, they, they give off that everything's okay, everything's great, but they always do that. I'm not sure if it's something necessarily wrong internally. I just feel like either Armis is out of ideas and doesn't really know what to do, or that it's just a slump. A pretty big slump, I mean. Um, yeah, but it's the beginning of the season. Yeah. You know, you get over it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Marie, I don't know. Marie, I if them go through this slump now than later in the season, of course, too, yeah. Though. Yeah, I 100% agree. But Mario is just, like, we. everyone notices it. Like, he's, like, lazy. He looks like he doesn't want to play. And, like, it looks like he's never hustling. And that's why I think even if he does move to, like, you know, like, I don't know, Holland's first division or something like that, or even, like, a mid-table Bundesliga team, like, I don't think he's going to find success, to be honest, unless he changes his work rate and how he plays. Because he looks like a completely different player than last season. Well, that's the thing. I feel like part of it is he may not want to be here that much anymore. I mean, especially if he got a $1.6 million offer from Besiktas, he's probably already got like half of his mind wrapped around leaving. Yeah. And like I, I honestly don't think that he's – lazy all the time i think we've seen this year that it's just like a switch i think when he turns it on he can be like very focused and like in tune but then he'll switch off occasionally i think he sometimes looks lazy even when his switch is turned on um yeah that's true too i think the way like even on the ball especially it's what jesse said to the tranquilo mode (laughs) he's been to panama once he went to sandals once he knows how it is man um yeah, I I don't know. I mean, the Red Bulls look pretty bad right now. And look, I want to also bring this up. Bradley Wright Phillips doesn't score, doesn't look good. And the week before, Chris Armas makes the decision to take him off and put in Brian White. Brian White scores, and then Brian White doesn't get in the game. How, what do you guys make of that? And, like, what do you – think that Brian White is thinking. I mean, what more can he do? Well, I feel like Armis has never liked to bring on another striker off the bench. I feel like he's always just brought on wingers, wingers, wingers. And very rarely has he brought on Brian White or whoever the backup striker was for that night. It, even though they always have a backup striker, it just he's never brought in. But that's a problem. 
if you yeah, don't, I just, really I don't understand. Do it, I mean, but if you do it, you can play all this time, and like they, you know, if he's not producing, then they have no other backup option. It's like I think for this game, it was like, like Greg said, like you have Caceres, Davis, Bezikor, Chikovsky, and Breuer behind BWP. There's no width, so I think for this game, he was just the second half. There was no width clearly, so he just brought on all his wingers just to. Like, Ivan was playing through the wings the whole game. Fernandez was, you know, he was cutting in most of the time, but I think that Armis just wanted that width to try to cross or do something. But, I mean, Brian White and Jorgensen are kind of fighting for that backup spot. Like, one's in Red Bull, too. They kind of just alternate, like, every week, to be honest. But they don't get in the game, which is the problem. Yeah. And the problem is the guy scores and then he doesn't get in the next week. How is he supposed to keep up that momentum? If you give him a run out and he doesn't look very good, then the next game you might have to think, all right, maybe I should, you know, do I not give him that chance? Do I let him stay on the bench? I don't know. I also want to talk about the substitution, Pat. I mean, I don't understand how you take off Christian Caceres, right? And you, and you put on Derek Etienne. You take off Bezikor, you put on Omir, you bring on these wingers, and, and where, what do they really play? Like, where does the team shape, what does it turn into? Because it's just like a, it, it's like a 4-1-4-1, and the, the four in the midfield is just like a bunch of wingers playing like in random places, and I feel like we're just continuing to see this. We saw this in Santos Laguna, and we all know what happened there, Um. I don't I don't understand the thought process behind it. Yeah, I don't understand. I feel like I've always had trouble with the way Armis makes subs. But it's just scattered wingers, like you said. And there when you took off Ezekor and Caceres, there was no natural number ten in there even. So there was no creativity. People were just getting the ball, trying to shake defenders and do nothing. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, we'll talk about just the robust thing real quick and then we'll move on. Um, I don't, I don't know what happened there. Greg, I'd like to hear your opinion on just robust in general. Cause you're the only person I like consistently hear that, you know, talk about robust and, and his problems. But, um, I'm sure he makes too many mistakes. I mean, it's cool to make mistakes. You're obviously, as a keeper, you're going to make mistakes. But I feel like just this season, a lot of the goals that he's let in, it's just seems like he's just a step too slow or just not in the right spot, whatever it is. It seems like some of these saves that he's been making in the previous seasons, he's not making right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and... It's like, he, he's still saving us to a certain extent some games, but mm-hmm. there's some games where it's just, he's, nah, he's just not there. And he had a couple of good saves early on. Um, uh, Well, he had a great game against Sporting Kansas City, but, yeah, yeah, it's it's hit or miss, and again, I just feel like off his line, he's not very, he's not very good, and I as wonder... As quick how, as he was before. Yeah, and I wonder how much that injury is really... I mean, I would think that that's a big problem that it's you know if one thing goes wrong I just he's at an age where I don't know who knows if he can make the recovery I mean 
that might have been some of the reason why they didn't even want to do the surgery is because at this age, it's probably not even worth it. We'll see. Yeah. Um, we could talk a little bit about Red Bulls, too. Um, uh, did you guys get to watch the game? Did we watch the Oh yeah, we yeah, 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 we did watch. <laughs> <laughs> Rebels two lose three one to Loudon United. Uh yeah, I think that was also a pretty bad game. Uh, surprisingly, from Rebels two because well, they at least been... they had chances. That was a difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, Amarildo got the start. Uh, Jorgensen as well. Jorgensen scored too in the fourth minute. Uh, I mean. We were talking during the game, and it was surprising because Marcus Epps didn't really look like his normal self. Uh, Jorgensen didn't look that that good. Stroud didn't look terrible. Stroud's been a little messy here and there on the ball. Um, I think Christoph Kofi looked good, and I think yeah, I I think they said it during the broadcast. That one pass. Yeah. Uh, he had the loba, I think it was. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, and they said, you know, he was pretty motivated because I guess he's playing against a lot of these guys that he, uh, you know, he played with in the D.C. United uh, Academy and D.C. United, um, I don't know, the, the under-23s and so on. Um, and then I thought, you know, a big standout was Zayak, Kyle Zayak, Zajak. Oh, man, I forgot how to pronounce his name. Zajak. I don't think it is Zayac though. I think or Zayac. 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 But he was a bright spot, and I, I like him. I think he's he's pretty physical. Uh, definitely has that bite, right? That that everyone likes to talk about in Red Bull systems. But he's also a capable passer, and I, I'm looking forward to to seeing him kind of you know, come in and out, you know, with Lemma and, and Kofi uh, over the summer. Um, yeah, I mean, wh- what else did you – did you notice anything, Greg? Anything that stuck out? Uh, no, not really. I don't know what's the top of my head. The Barlow, um, the Barlow miss was pretty big. Um I mean, that could have really changed the game. And, Still uh, wanted to tell, yeah, I'm pretty it, sure, right? Was it? Was it? I think it was. I mean, either way, it would have changed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but obviously made the wrong decision there. And I think Matthias Jorgensen was pretty upset. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think Rebels 2 will bounce back. Again, they had a game midweek, so this isn't the normal starting line. No, the chances were there. It's just they weren't yeah. able to finish. Yeah, and Shroud missed open an open net. Oh, Barlow missed yeah. the one on one. That was bad. That was in the first half um, when yeah. they were really still in it. But yeah, not not that worrying. I mean, it just it happened on a short week, and I'm sure they'll be all right. But Loudon United's not a very good team, and they they didn't look good either against Rebels too. They just got lucky, really. Pretty bad defending on the third goal. Um, I think it was Reese Buckmaster who who got beat to it. And um yeah. Yeah, Buckmaster did. And I think Lope 
needs more time, and he's transitioning into that position. He got the assist on the Jorgensen goal, but um, it wasn't yeah, the best. Yeah, made a couple times offensively. Yeah, it, it wasn't really the best game from him. So uh, up next, they have Indy 11 this Sunday. At home, it'll be at 5 o'clock, kind of a weird time. All right, enough with Red Bulls 2. Let's just get into the Cincinnati game this week. Uh, Cincinnati, they lost 3-0 to RSL uh, last Friday. The week before, they lost 2-0 to LAFC. Um, They have two wins, two ties, four losses. Those wins came against the Revs. They beat the Revs 2-0. So they're due to beat the Red Bulls 3-0, I guess. And (laughs) they, um, they beat Portland. And then they had their two ties against SKC and Atlanta. Which on its face seems pretty good, but I think SKC, they were on a short week with CONCACAF Champions League. And Atlanta at that point, same thing, CONCACAF Champions League. And they're still pretty bad, but um, they were especially struggling at the beginning of the season, right at the beginning. Um, I mean, the really, really the only injuries that matter are Emmanuel Ledesma is out at the moment with a right hamstring injury, and Greg Garza is out with a right calf injury, but I don't know when he's ever healthy, really. And Fernando Adi, good old Fernando Adi, got a DWI, and he was just reported eligible for the game Saturday. He was reinstated by MLS. But also today he pled guilty to the charges of uh, reckless endangerment or reckless operation of a vehicle. So who knows like, who will really see up top for Cincinnati. But again, you would think, right, that, that this is a good time for the Red Bulls to, you know, turn the ship around or whatever the, the phrase is. But what do you guys think? Do you think they will do it? I mean, I think time will tell, obviously. It's, it's it still early way? in the season. <laughs> no, I mean, like, but... do you think this is the week that they get it back on track? You would hope so, but I'm not going to sit here and, like, say yes and then look stupid. I, I think they can. I mean, they're playing at home, too, which is good, I guess. They have to. Know. Look at the next slate of games after that. They have to. Read it off, yeah. Chris. Galaxy, we're the best team in the league, this LAFC and Galaxy are. Montreal... Just beat New England 3 nothing tonight, so they do something we can't. Dallas. Dallas mm. looking good. No, I mean, they just beat Atlanta. Yeah, Dallas away, too. That's, And then Atlanta at home, you never, you don't know which Atlanta you're going to get. Even, so, even Vancouver, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's funny because we literally said after the SKC game, I mean, we didn't do a show, but um, we were probably saying that, like, look, if they don't get a result here, you would think against the Revolution, be able to turn things around. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, what what lineup do you think we'll see, and then we'll get into predictions? There better be some width and not four center mids playing out wide. Yeah, but yeah. And hopefully it's Jorgensen, too. I don't know if Jorgensen's done enough yet. No, I don't think so. But, I mean, 
we need to we need to see a change. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing White either. Anything but BWP at this point, because obviously he hasn't been working out. Where was Alex Muil for this for the New England game? He wasn't even in the eighteen. Yeah, I think he's still hurt. That um, they were pretty quick to say like ah he'll be good for the weekend against SKC. I think even. But then he was out for that, and yeah, and then he was out for the Revolution. So I think it's it was bigger than they originally thought. Um, but yeah, I mean the Red Bulls are missing Alex Muil right now. Honestly, uh, I won't be surprised if Omir or Ivan start at right wing this week. Yeah, I would. I would think it might be Omir over Ivan at this moment, but. Look, then again, I just really don't know. I, I don't know what RMS is thinking at the moment. But I would definitely give the, you know, the four triple two another run. Though, you know, what we saw against Minnesota. Uh, I think that before Alex Muilm went down, that it looked it looked good. But, um, yeah, I would like to see, yeah, Brian White, why not? Um, I just doubt we'll see it. I think it will just be another lineup like the Revolution. Be pretty cookie cutter. What are you guys thinking for predictions? In terms of the score or the lineup? The score. I'll go two one Red Bulls. Okay. Uh, I'll go one one. One one. Uh, I'm I'm just hoping for, honestly, like, I know it's early, but the pressure's on Armist, to be honest. It's starting so. to come. It it's starting to come. I, I don't. I think it's still pretty early, right? But like, like you said, let's just say this game doesn't go well, and and then you're looking at that slate of matches against teams that you know are good and if you don't get a result there you know it's not that bad but the red bulls right now are by points per game they're the worst team in the league and at a certain point you you almost kind of could put yourself in in dire contention for like just sixth or fifth or sixth you know what i mean yeah that's what they were saying at gillette they were just saying like if we get in like we'll be fine but honestly like you, as an organization, like if I'm Hamlet, like I'm not gonna sack Armis in August. You know, like it doesn't make sense to give where you're gonna give Henri like five games when they're already out of the playoffs. Like you know, yeah. I like think- I think if you make the coaching change, you do it while you know there's enough time for him to. You know, he doesn't have to win 19 out of 20, you know, like. I feel you. I mean, really anything is possible because look at DC United last year. Just complete trash until Audi Field opened. And then they just completely ran through MLS. And I'm just floating it out there because. Well, you kind of forgot another another part of the puzzle. (laughs) When Rooney came in. Yeah, that yeah. is also true. You make it seem like, oh, how do you feel open all of a sudden? They just started yeah. playing well. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right, you're right. So, look, if, if things are going bad and it's the summer, you're Dennis Hamlet, 
do you think you have to make a, a transfer and you have to bring somebody? I don't think it'll be a transfer. I think it'll be the coaching change. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. I think by the, if we don't win at least like three games by June 1st against Salt Lake, I think you have to make the change. Like if we don't beat like two out of Cincinnati, Montreal, Vancouver, and then Cincinnati again, like if you don't win two of those games, I think you have to. What happens if you win? What happens if you only win one, but then you draw like two and then you lose three? Nah, I'd still make it, to be honest. I'd still make the. Ch- like, look at what they did to Pecky. Like, well, that was. They different. got rid of him for, like, what? Like. Je- Jesse Marsh? Yeah, but, like. I know before he like, knew about Jesse Marsh. Like, but that's different. That 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 was that they wanted to change the whole philosophy, and that's why we're here right now, the Red Bulls. Winning two supporter shields in that time, I think everybody in hindsight's gonna make that move, even though it's kind of a bittersweet one even now to to think of because Mike Pecky did a good job, but when when he was the head coach, I I think it's still kind of I wouldn't say it's Salt Lake. I I would say um I would say it's a little bit farther than that. Maybe if you go to Houston um in July. Uh, then it's really like it's really a matter of time that you know there needs to be a change. But I don't know. I think this is all pretty dramatic at this point. Um, and if if not Henri, who then you know? Or Wallenek could be. John Wallenek. Yeah. Yeah. The best American coach. <laughs> I mean, the best American coach. That's not. Like if, if Wallenek becomes coach, you know Barlow's starting up top. Yo, Barlow's killing it right now. I mean, he he didn't score against Loudon, but we'll see when he gets a another start. Who knows? We might see him get a first team contract by the end of the year. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, you guys have any any other thoughts you want to throw out there before we wrap it up? No. You think and and Dom will make the team? No, I think he was loaned. I think he's um. I think he got loaned. I don't. I don't even think he's um with them. I don't think he's like available. I don't think he's. Yeah, I don't think he's made an appearance. Yeah, I. I don't think so. Um, I guess I'll just say like LAFC is a really really good team, and they're probably gonna win MLS Cup. And, uh, I'm no, it's too early for all that. It's too early for all that. I mean, that's been your answer all show, Greg. <laughs> Dude, cause it doesn't matter, bro. It really don't matter. You no, they're the slapping the teams. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't matter, bro. If we played LAFC tomorrow, it'd be, it could possibly be seven. Wow, that's, that's fine, big but that's tomorrow. Cap. What about the end of the you season? Are, honestly, like you honestly, are exaggerating. No, you are doom and gloom, Chris. Like I feel like I'm in between. No, this this man thinks we're like in. <laughs> we're Accrington like division. In, bro, we can't yeah. get a shot on goal against like the Revs. But we did have shots on goal. They were bad shots on goal, but there were there were shots on goal. Hey man, we're, no, nobody we're told underdogs you to buy that against ticket. Cincinnati. What? We're underdogs oh. against Cincinnati, to be honest. No, uh, not at all. I don't know about that. 
watch. Watch. This man's I'm gonna be sitting there when someone who I've never heard of is gonna blast one past Robles, and I'm just gonna sit they there and say, don't "I told you so." Have a bad team. They have Bertone, Ujoa. They have Lamar's probably gonna blast one. Kenny Saif, Greg's boy from from Anderlecht. You know, Darren Maddox, who could score in this league. We know that. And a decent back line at that. I mean, uh, have Eric Alexander, Kakuda, uh, Mane off the bench, Fataya Lashe. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Eric Alexander scores a 90th minute to make us lose. Hey, man, <laughs> do not shit on Eric Alexander, <laughs> Metro legend, all right? He was on that team that won the first Supporter Shield. Yeah. Um. All right. So hopefully, oh, did I even? I didn't make a prediction. Uh, I say, I say, uh, one one, one one, uh, five, and that's where we'll leave it. That was that's on Metro, episode fifty five, and we'll be back next week. Hopefully, to talk about a win. Um, enjoy the game, guys, and have a good week.